Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Supercoach Podcast. You're on again this week with JB. And I'm joined by the illustrious Pistol Pistolson. How are you? I'm good, but I, d- I am worried that you've used illustrious, I think, maybe three weeks in a row or two weeks in a row at least. And if, you know, if that's what's going to happen, I feel like you're just going to be in a repeat of the podcast. So and I'm a bit not worried. concerned that I, I used your surname on the podcast. Pistolson, yeah. On social media. That's true. Everyone's going to gonna find me finally they all thought it was because my first name was peter um but actually it's my last name's pistolson <laughs> yeah and your first name's pete so the kind of why did my parents do this to me <laughs> damn pete pistolson <laughs> um anyway, all right so how did your week uh just gone go and don't ask me in return because i only have bad news and i don't like spreading bad news so how did your week go not super well, to be honest with you. I had 2.540, oh, which is okay, but I did fall down 23 ranks to 154th overall. It was, uh, yeah, started poorly with Houston's 48 and then followed up by a Hawkins 70. And after that, it didn't get much better. Obviously, Lions, lowest, one of his lowest scores of the year. Um, that were the big, the big major ones. Whitfield, of course, was, you know, affected a lot of teams, as did Dusty. So the usual suspects, but. Hopefully, my team can bounce back next round, depending on what happens with Whitfield and with uh, my cover is named or not named. And, you know, there's plenty of things that can change this week that will affect how I go next round, like be in a large way. But unfortunately, Cheezo couldn't be on the podcast, but he, he got 2670 and is 70 something overall now. So he's, he's 
just absolutely fine. He's traded in trading Sean Darcy if you don't mind. Yeah, I played him in about seven of my possible ten leagues this week, so I know all about his high score. Did you beat I him in one I of was them? A lo- <laughs> no, unfortunately, we got outplayed in, on every occasion. Um, I saw I saw his team and his projection, and I was getting a bit giddy just thinking I, I might be able to topple the big fella uh, at one point this year, maybe one week of the season. Um, then I looked on his bench, and he had Darcy emergency for like a 180. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Moving on, <laughs> on to the next one. Um, so my score, I scored 24-44, which I think I might have actually scored the week before as well. Um, so consistent is the least you could say about me, Pistol. Yeah, consistently um, bad. But I, <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> I gained ranks last week. Um, I did lose some ranks this week, though. I'm 12.95. I'm, I'm just laboring behind you guys as, as I watch you both have masterful seasons. I had similar issues to you. I had Lions. Um, not None of my forwards want to score 100 plus, except the North guys. I had Dale, Dusty, Hawkins, and Bolton all subtun. Um, Whitfield, obviously, Houston, <laughs> Stephen May, just the list goes on and on. So my underperformers are frequent and there are a lot of them and it's upsetting. But I'm still holding on to a top 1,300 rank, which I think a lot of people would be pretty happy with still considering uh, the season. So we've got to look at the positives. Yeah, I feel like you've gone through a slow death this season. It's just <laughs> it's been yes. your 97th and every week it's just gone like poorly and you're just like only falling a little bit at a time every week it's just you know, do you know what's painful I'll, I'll have a good week overall and then because i couldn't get zorko that like those couple of weeks due to injuries and and necessity and getting rookies and such uh and i just could never get him after that i'll have a good week overall but zorko would just score 180 and i'll still just lose ground or like bont will score 200 or parish or just one of these guys that i just don't have i don't have enough of those heavy hitters so a lot of lessons learned for next season but um my hair was kind of forced this year it's not like i chose to have um tom mitchell instead of Pelly, but that's that's a whole nother thing um we have a new patreon sign up just the one this week matthew baden has jumped in um towards the end of the season so hopefully we can give some good advice there to get you home in your leagues at least matthew Thank you for signing up. Um, besides that, do we have any Cancer Council donations this week? We do have a couple. And uh, yeah, thanks, Matt, for signing up. I have been chatting with him in Slack from New York City, which is pretty exciting. Now, there's a crew oh, there now. It's weird. I, I didn't get a message. Them. Fair enough. I, suggest I don't blame you. you and um, so, Matt Panner says, pulled the VC off steel and picked Clary just before the Thursday night game because I had a feeling. Uh, despite very logical arguments against that from the Cooney, uh, copped its sweet with a middling VC and watched Steel rip it up on Saturday night. Opportunity lost a little easier to swallow because I said I'd donate if it turned pear-shaped. Congrats on hitting the 15K market, guys. So, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. And... Curl Jam has donated, said, had a bet with Schnitz that Brockman would outscore Waterman, started gloating by halftime, and then he went on to flop me. <laughs> so, thank you hey, for that donation. Waterman score? Waterman got 66 this week, so he was not bad, wow. and Brockman got 60. Brockman looked good as well, especially that first half. Well, yeah, hopefully a four-quarter performance wouldn't go astray. I mean, that's my two bench forward covers. I was sitting here like two weeks ago saying I've got no forward cover for the whole season and uh, now I've got an eight playing forwards so I, I was considering at half time 
not trading in Hawkins for Brockman's score and doing a loophole for Bramble's score, I was sitting pretty. Halftime was a simpler time for me. <laughs> all downhill from there. Yes, all downhill. All right. Well, take us through whatever was next. I have no idea you've got the run sheet. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought I thought there was potentially more Cancer Council donations. No, <laughs> no, just, just the two. It sounded like you were about to launch into it, another it one. It was a good week for the, the community. There's there's one. I, I actually owe one um, to do for next week. Um, that I, I knocked myself out of the cup. I shouldn't say it like that. I got well played and beaten. Um, but I... <laughs> slept through my alarm on my birthday uh, and didn't take Kelly off for Bramble and I lost my cup by 11 points the exact margin that Bramble outscored Kelly by so I donate for dumb things will be up for by my for next week uh, from myself uh, my first time that I'll uh, donate for dumb things I think actually second time but yeah it's been a long time between uh, donations well, I hope you still had a good birthday. Did you end up catching any of the footy or were you preoccupied this week? I watched the Collingwood game and uh, that's all that matters. So, it was a great game. Did you did you happen to catch any other players or, or games that caught your eye? Or? Yes. I, what do you want me to say? I don't have a life. I still, my birthday weekend, still watch like most of the games of football. That's <laughs> what I like to Is do. Is there any, any particular player that potentially caught your eye? Uh, I liked the Friday night game. Um, in particular, it was it was uh, pretty fun. It's uh, all about a stringer at the moment, and uh, I liked uh, Merritt was my VC, so it was a good game. But yeah, the package is just you know oh, ab- absolutely you've fallen for it, pistol. What with heavy prompting, you've fallen for my trap again. Oh no, the package that was. Oh, this is a repeat of last week. It was a oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I think whatever. Now, all my weeks are blurred into one. Wow, pistol. <laughs> Speaking of the package, <laughs> this podcast so is sponsored by Manscaped. Um, their performance <laughs> package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for when you travel back and forth from Sydney and Melbourne, like you do. Um, don't get cold feet this winter. And. Why would I have cold feet if I'm... What's that got to do with me shaving my balls? (laughs) Please, please don't get cold feet about the package and protect your Sharon's with 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DRSC. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and using the code DRSC. Pistol, you you really have to stop falling for these, these easy prompts. That lead me into some form of ad reading. Yeah, I probably should be. It's the same as uh, not reading ahead on any of the cancer councils. I say it every week and I do it every week. So I probably should learn a bit faster. <sighs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, all right. With all that said, do we potentially want to actually podcast about AFL and, and us? I, I will well? only podcast if you use the code DRSC at manscaped.com. Oh, the yeah, ad's still going. Jeez. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. <laughs> Um, all right, so we have we have three um, genuine talking topics this week. It gets harder and harder as the season goes on and as our trades diminish um, to obviously discuss things that are going to apply to most of the community as most people now are for premium. I'm sorry if you're not, but um, firstly, obviously, we have the Whitfield conundrum. Um, I need a, Do you know for a fact and we probably should have discussed this pre-podcast, is he able to pay, play on the following Saturday? Yeah. 
12 days after the incident of concussion, it was pretty clear. I know there was talk about after the diagnosis of the test, but like logically and also in the rules, it says after the incident. So the incident was during the match, not a couple of days after. So he technically can play after one week. However, will he? it will be based on his recovery and if he yep. is able to achieve or you know, pass all the tests that they have, which is never a guarantee with head injuries. You never know, particularly with Whitfield, who seems to get banged up a lot. So, mm-hmm. And with GWS, we'll never know the truth. So we can assume he's out for minimum one week and potentially two. We don't know. Yep. I think that there's also always potential for side effects of a head knock, which could have an impact on his scoring for... You know the, the short-term future as well, or it might not. Again, with the head, you just never really know. So, I think we definitely need to discuss if if it's a hold or trade situation, and I think that will also come down to the bench cover that people may have. JB. Yeah, well, let let's start with that. So we'll say one to two weeks. We'll operate on that basis for the entire podcast. Um, three week injuries are our pretty much you know, must trade territory. Yep. You, you can't really recover from missing someone for three weeks and losing all those points to cover or no cover or whatever you might have going. So if we're operating on a one to two basis, then we are talking about trying to hold if we possibly can. Um, so let's sort of just discuss the parameters in which we would hold or would trade Whitfield. So for starters, if you have bench cover of the lower end, um, potentially Bianco if he's renamed this week or uh, I know some people still have Murphy from Collingwood um, or someone along those lines. Is that enough? Uh, should that bench cover person get named this week for you to hold Whitfield for one week? Assuming it's probably a 50 to 60 score. Yeah, I probably would. I think that will be fine. If Whitfield... Yeah, look... It's not ideal, and personally, I think Bianco's a high risk of being dropped as well. So it's far from ideal, but if they are the bench covers and they are named, I'd be looking to, to hold Whitfield for majority of players. I think that's a, a fine decision. Even Durham might get, get named. He, he's been pushing yep. for selection as well, and that might be enough where you don't need to trade Whitfield. So I think uh, otherwise you'd be looking at how many trades you have left. And so we'll, we'll go through it, actually. If you have one trade left and no bench cover, are you trading or holding? Or just copying a donut? So one trade left. No cover. No bench cover. Yeah. I'm in this position. Ah, well, that was convenient. <laughs> I, I, I'm potential in this position. I'm, I'm hoping Bianco gets named again. Yep. I think I'm trading um, and I'm doing that because I don't think Whitfield's exactly someone who's guaranteed to play the week after, let alone every game for the rest of the season. So I'm getting rid of someone who is an issue now and is not impervious from becoming an issue later as well. Um I know that doesn't that might not be a massive factor, but I'm really using my one trade to to try and save as many games as possible um, from being missed out. So I would lose a hundred points obviously this week if I didn't have the bench cover and used didn't use my one trade. Um, potentially as well next week. That's a two hundred point potential gap. I I don't want to leave it until next week to make sure he's named and then have a hundred point gap and they go oh geez now I should trade and now I'm priced out of this guy and that guy. I think this week, no cover, one trade, decisive, 
I'm getting rid of Whitfield and trying to moving on to someone who is going to be reliable and, and play the rest of the season. I think for me, it depends on who you can bring in, how much cash you have. I know I've only got 3K. Uh, I, I mean, it's a slightly different situation because I also have two trades and I'm trying to hold. If I have cover, I will hold. If I yep. don't have cover... I'm trying to hold as well, by the way. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> I don't have life. cover, I'd probably trade because I have two trades. I think in your position... I probably would hold, I think is my gut feel. But again, you've got enough money where you can actually make a significant upgrade to somebody like Lloyd. And I think that's much more appealing than in my shoes where I can only get someone cheaper than him. And the options under him are limited to essentially just Jaden Short. Yeah, can I get you to just um, be a little more decisive? If you could only afford short in my situation, you wouldn't bother. Yeah, I think I'd just hold. So I feel like Whitfield okay. will still outscore short, so you gain points back each week once he returns, goes. and then yeah. you will cop another injury before the end of the year, and that will probably cost you 100 points. So Potentially, that's, yeah. That's and, the and it might not scenario. be 100 because you might have cover on that different line, but yeah. Um, <laughs> looking at your bench, at, well, you will cop a zero. <laughs> <laughs> My bench is okay on the other lines, um, but yeah, it's it's not in defense. And I thought defense was one of my stronger lines. Um, that's why I was okay with holding Bianco. But anyway, here we are. So, okay, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think the main thing that's being missed on people calculating Whitfield to Shaw and um, that opposed to a donut or that opposed to a score of 50 um, and what Whitfield can potentially chase back aren't fully factoring in the fact that a trade um, later on in the season, for example, in round 19, someone gets hurt and like we just saw with Zach Butters, who we're going to talk about later, or Cole Langford, um, it could actually threaten the rest of their season. So not just be a one-weeker, um, you could be missing two, three, four hundred points in that instance um, in which a trade would be obviously extremely helpful. So um, in my situation... I think I'm just risky enough of a player to to go for it uh, and trade him to I can afford Lloyd in my situation, so I think I'd be okay with that. But uh, I wouldn't be talking someone who is a little more reserved into trading because that's the type of player they are and it could quite easily cost me four to 500 points by doing what I would be doing. Yeah, it's too much of a risk for me to take in that situation. I think I'd gamble the... 100 potentially 100 on potentially 400 I guess but it also depends on what players you have in your side right because not all players have the same injury risk and you might have some really injury prone players in your side so that's another factor the way up I think um though what would be most helpful is if you'd have I guess two pieces of advice one if you have like three trades or more Whitfield's a trade yeah yeah, okay. Wait, and no cover? Well, even if you have cover, I guess. Does it matter if you've no, got three I mean, trades? I'm, I'm holding him. Yeah, I'm holding him for one week with cover. Okay, so like Especially, if you've got high more, it's just, a, a, it's just a solid A lot of people do have high more, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he, he looks like he's more of a chance for 80 plus than he is for a, a sub-70. He could have sco- outscored um, Whitfield. <laughs> he, he's had three 95 plus scores, I believe. I have him in a draft league, so I know he's got at least two 90s and a 110. Um, in his last four matches, it was it was last week that he didn't score well, but um, he's putting up good scores. So he he's the ideal cover. You'd love to have him as backup. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If you've got high more, it's just an easy play. High more, 
see how you go. Yep. I think otherwise, really, there's not too many bench cover options. I, I'd almost trade no matter what if you got three. I mean, it depends who you can afford. I shouldn't say no matter what. If you, if you have to go down the short, I don't think that's the best outcome there. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about the options that we can trade in. Um, JB, I guess the biggest one is most of the players that we're looking at are around you know the 5.15-ish mark and below. seems like a lot of the yep. defenders are within that range. The only player that is significantly higher, I'm assuming everyone's got led, the only player that's significantly higher at 5.72 is Callum Mills. Is there any player that you prioritize getting and saving money over Mills, or is it just a situation of if you can now afford Mills, you must now get Mills? I mean, you know what you're going to get with Mills. He's got a three-round average of 120, um, and his season average is creeping up to 115, which I think is where it'll probably end the season at. Um, he's going to be the best defender um, bar probably just Laird, and that even that, they're going to be neck and neck. Yeah. Um, at, at the moment, I think, yeah, Callum Mills has him by 12 points at the moment, so they're currently neck and neck. So those two are going to be one and two, um, and it's probably just going to be a good gap. Um, it already is a good gap between the next um, bunch of them. So if you can afford him and you're not royally messing with any future plans that you have, then, I mean, it is a no-brainer. Yeah. You're getting someone who's only picked in 20% of teams. Um, he's still kind of a POD and in, in the top 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 or just your league, whatever you're going for, um, he's only, he's only going to be in one of five teams. Uh, so that's... That's unreal. That's unbelievable value for someone um, that's playing so well. Yeah, he's a no-brainer for me. Swans have a really good draw coming up as well. So I think he's going to push his average yeah, even higher than its current sitting you know, at 113. He's an absolute mm. no-brainer. If you don't have him, I'd love to have Mills in my side right now. So I'd be taking this opportunity to get him if I could afford him. Yeah, so uh, Jake Lloyd's the other one. He's only 17K more expensive than Lockie Whitfield. So you do have to have a little bit of cash in the bank, but he's averaging 105 for the season. Um, he's I could not believe his price uh, when I looked it up. He and Salem both feel like they've had unbelievable seasons with um, like al- almost no sub-tons for the year, yet both of them are priced sub-510K, which is kind of unbelievable. But I kind of think either of those two are good options. Jake Lloyd's better than Salem, I think, hands down. But if you already have Jake Lloyd and can't reach up to, I don't know, who you wouldn't have instead, like maybe a Jordan Ridley that you don't have or a Stewart or a Stephen May type of player, um, then I think Salem's also just fine. I think either of those two um, have both flirted with the top five defenders for the entire season and they could do so for the run home. Oh, totally. And, and I think if you don't have Ridley, he is the Ridley of old right now. He's scoring incredibly well. He, he might be even a better option than Lloyd if you, if you don't have either of those. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind. There's some other really good options as well that are probably a bit more under the radar. Um, Crisp has been playing in the midfield. He's now got a five-round average of 103. So I expect him to, you know, neck and you know go head to head with Lloyd for the rest of the season at a similar price as well and I mean a bit more if you if you got an extra 40 50k Luke Ryan still got 105 for the season he's just really consistent I I I never really like him compared to other players he always feels like he's a tiny bit overpriced but he just keeps getting it done so I'm not really sure what 
what more I can say about Luke Ryan. You're missing the guy with a three-round average of about 116. Daniel Rich. He's outscored Lloyd to this point of the season, which might surprise a few. So he, again, is just extremely consistent putting up big numbers. Uh, He's, yeah, just a little bit more pricey. And I think uh, under the radar one, um, I mentioned it, Last week. Wait, sorry, can I just quickly say on, on Daniel Rich? Yeah, please. Um, he's He has split tons and sub-tons exactly down the middle this season, but he only has one score below 89. So those, those sub-tons, although they don't look pretty on his player card, um, that, 80, that 89 is, by the way, also he's only one of only two sub-90s. They're all in the 90s. That's if amazing. they're not going 115 plus, they're all in the 90s. So... Um, he's super low risk on someone that you can just have plug away, um, but his price isn't super appealing. So yeah, no, no, he he's a very good pick as well. And um, as I was saying, yeah, I spoke up Maynard two weeks ago, and then you put out a fifty-six. But Maynard's put out one hundred and twenty-two uh, last week. He's priced at five hundred and eighteen k since around seven. He's averaged over a hundred, so he's put together a really solid run of form. The only issue is he's the same price as Lloyd and you'd pick Lloyd over Maynard. So uh, a bit of a non-selection there, but if you want uh, the ultimate backline POD, I guess he's probably going to be in the least amount of teams. That's a really super solid pick, um, perhaps. Yeah, and yeah. sorry, just lastly, Tom Stewart was the the last yep. one I wanted to touch on. A lot of people don't have him. He's a, he's in 36% of teams. Yeah, yeah. 36% of teams, which I assume is most active players. But for those who don't have him, um, he's really bottomed out in the last few weeks because of that 58 against Brisbane. Um, that's his only sub-ton or only pretty much sub-120 out of his last six games. So he's ultra, ultra consistent and uber, uber premium. Yeah, and if you want to go the cheapest possible, let's say you're replacing CJ who's out with a PCL injury, you kind of have to pay up a little bit more. I think the cheapest decent player is probably still Nick Newman at 444k I think I like him a little bit more than Houston just because Houston at 438k his role is still so undefined actually it's 442k sorry his role is still undefined which makes his scoring just awful he's hard to watch and he makes me feel bad most weeks Yeah, that checks out. Um, what about Jake Lever? He's he's another one that split yeah. his tons and subtons. It's just that he has a lower floor um, than most players, but he, he does have a really good ceiling, and his three round average is hovering around the ninety. So he he's a potential option. Four forty. You're, you're right. Yep. Really risky, if you, but if I mean I wouldn't. But I mean all of these players at that price, <laughs> they're that price now at this stage of the season for a reason. None of them are, you know, yeah. critical. I mean, I still think short without Hooley is a better pick. Yeah, he's good. But so it's not like he's bad. I've been talking about like, oh, it's Jen Short, but like he he could easily match it with pretty much anyone, maybe not Ridley or Lloyd, but anyone else he can match it with. I think for the rest of the season. So it's it's far from a bad pick. It's just not my ideal pick. If I really wanted to get rid of Whitfield, I it's only Mills in my mind. He's just far and away so much better than anybody else. So yeah. All right. Um, I think was there anything that one. else in terms of, of cover or um, is there any way you trade your cover to someone who's debuting this week or something along those lines? If you've got Lockie Jones, for example, and Durham debuted, would you do that to avoid a Whitfield donut? 
Um, what? How creative would you get with this trade, or would you just tackle the problem? No, that's a great question. At the, at the source, great question. I think Jones is more likely to come in when he's fit, just because he seems like that type of player for that port side. I think for me, if you're going to do that, you may as well just trade the premium because you get more points. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Back from it, instead of getting a potential, I don't know what Durham's going to score, 30 points. Yeah. Instead of a 30 on your field, you can trade Whitfield straight away to someone like Short and, and suddenly get... Um, you know, 80, 90 points, 100 points perhaps straight away. So it's kind of a big win. I guess the only reason you would do that other move, um, like a Jones down, is to free up cash. And that extra 150-odd K might allow you to do an upgrade somewhere else. If you still have the trades and you need to get an F6 and you want to bring in Dunkley or something, like that could that could definitely be worth it. Um, so that's, that's the situation I would do, um, a downgrade for a rookie. Good stuff. Um, all right, so that essentially covers Whitfield for me. Um, I'll give you a second to cut me off. Otherwise, I'm going to move no. on, and that will be to Lankford and forward slash Zach Butters. So um, Zach Butters is a very obvious trade. He's probably going to miss most of the home and away season from here if he has a speedy recovery even. Um, Lankford, on the other hand, is a, a strained hamstring so they're, they're saying, I think the official quote from the coach today was that they'll miss him for a few weeks, um, which I suppose could be two weeks and then back in the third, but um, I'm not quite sure what his soft tissue injury history is and whether that will um, linger perhaps and err on the side of caution for a third week. Um, having said that, do we expect Langford to be a trade out? Yeah. To trade up for me, I imagine soft tissue, couple of weeks, probably three weeks, maybe four. So yep. definite out in in my opinion. He's also at a price where there's other options that are not too bad around it. So it's uh not too, <laughs> especially promising. with forward cover that's been scoring so poorly. He's uh, yeah, it's a good can, a hey, good trade. I mean, out Brockman candidate. scored sixty this week. I mean that that and, is good. And Waterman scored sixty six. I, I heard from a source. <laughs> close to me but he's been so bad for the last couple of weeks though so i don't want to rely on him on my field there's other options fair enough do you know who's a good option go for it oh no i was a genuine question i said it as if i had an answer tom mcdonald no i was hoping you would say the package so i could get you back but it wasn't going to go there no um no sorry josh dunkley back this week (laughs) yeah you're right he's a great option if you Um, can afford 
Langford to Dunkley. Okay, here's a question. Is it worth spending two trades instead of one trade and just doing, you know, a standard like Langford to like a Bolton or Dugowie or something? Is it worth doing a second trade to free up cash to do Langford to Dunkley? If I had four trades, yes. <laughs> if I was, I would go down to two trades to get Langford to Dunkley um, because I don't care if you're going for rank or league, you're going to be one of five percent of active coaches that are able to get him in and that is an unbelievable advantage less than that five you have to take advantage of i don't know how anyone's I mean, duckley 634k pistol five percent is a very small amount of coaches yeah. that are currently active and we have quite the influence on our <laughs> on our community so i would say now that i've said the words i would go down to two trades for it i, go down I would to say five percent i feel like it's a make or break I would not go down to one. I'll tell you right now, as someone with one trade and Whitfield, I would not tell anyone to go down to one trade because it is. It just feels like you're yeah, Whitfield. On Whitfield's an a problem here. Knife's edge twenty four seven. Yeah, and okay. anything that happens, you are flinching and watching from behind the couch. So I wouldn't exactly go down to one trade and put yourself in that four to five hundred point loss that we were discussing with Mike and Andrew earlier. But down to true trades, that just feels like a lot of safety still for the last five or six rounds. Dunkley can gain you 400 points before the end of the season. I mean, it depends who else they're missing. Uh, they, they might not have Dangerfield and they might be able to get him in one trade, for example. Um, I don't know anyone else's money situation. If you didn't have Dangerfield <laughs> um, and you were going to take two trades to get there, would you be getting Dunkley or Dangerfield? Oh, Dunkley, 100%. Get Dunkley above all Dun- else. I mean, look, let's, let's not Zorko's get good. crazy because... No, no, I would not be getting Zorko out of those three. He'd be the third that I'd get. No, um, Zorko's amazing. What do you mean? We're talking about Josh Dunkley and Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah, I, still get I know Zorko's, Zorko's amazing, Zorko's but... Been, he's got the five run average 133 still. He's just killing it. And that Okay, anyway. Um... Dunkley returning from an injury last season was not good. Yeah, that was problematic. So That's why you got forward that, status. That is, <laughs> yes, um, that is something to keep in mind. I think they are far more competitive this season. And without... Tra- well, wait, is Trelaw back this week? I uh, don't think be. so. Maybe, but I don't think so. Okay, that's good info. Um, maybe with True Law, but Pistol doesn't think so. Yep. Um, Dunkley could be reserved to a little bit more forward time, which could not only end up in forward status again next year, um, but it could diminish his average for the remainder of the season, which I still expect to be 110 as a forward. Um, but using two trades for 110 when you could just settle for a 1 to 105 feels a little worse than getting a 130. Honestly, I'd still use two trades and get Dunkley, <laughs> and even if I'm going down to one. I'm just thinking he's, he's, average, he's averaging 130 this season. Yeah. If you're, if you're gaining, like, people you're bringing in are probably averaging, like, like, 90. If you're getting 40 points per week for the last seven weeks, that's a, that's a lot of points to gain. Um, I mean, you're looking at the real upside versus the downside. Yeah, it's true. Of one it could be going other, 110. If if we if we meet in the middle of my sceptical thinking and your overly optimistic Dunkley thinking, um, you're probably sitting at about 20 points gained per match, um, per week. Uh, like that, that. I mean, that could be good enough. Yeah. Um, but anytime it starts wavering below that, then you're looking a bit dicey. 
I think. And any time it goes higher than that, then you're going up at a lot of rates. We've spent a lot of time talking about somebody that basically no one can afford. Um, you brought him up. Yeah, I did. And I'm I'm oh, happy with that. But man. I would like to talk about some oh, players God. that people can afford. Um, who would be okay. the top Sorry. of your list of reasonably priced players, let's say, sub 490? I just chose that number. Oh, so I didn't I, have so anyone I can't in mind. Get Zach Bailey, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> how how is he? That. that okay. Anyway, all right. So we're looking at Bailey Dale. We're looking at Jordan Degoe. Yep. We're looking at Toby Green and Tom Hawkins and Ron Marshall and Jake Stringer no, and Tom McDonald. No, oh, man. no, we're not looking at Tom. kind? Maybe Taron Thomas. What? Why would Taron Thomas and not Stringer? Okay, no, not not Taron Thomas. Not Taron Thomas. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, f- um, I fell for that. All right, so of, of those guys, look, I, I think Bailey Dale's a really consistent 90 plus. You'd um, love Bailey Dale. Average from here. I mean, I on, I fought against Bailey Dale all week for Tom Hawkins because he had 111 or something the week before. That was with two goals and about a million behinds kicked. And I thought if that's what it takes for him to get a 110, then I, I just don't want to advise people to buy into it. And then he just did what he always does this week. He scored an 89. It could have been higher. Um, he didn't get involved in the junk time as much as a lot of players do. Uh, and then uh, Hawkins put out like a 10-point half and rescued a 70, and I, I was just scared. <laughs> I was watching from behind the couch again. <laughs> um, Toby Green put out a 78 this week. Ron Marshall who just has those injury concerns. Like Of all these Bolton. players, I just feel... No, oh my God, he's got like a three-round average of 25. But he looks better um, this week. Of all these guys, I'm really, really confident that I can back Dale in for a 90-plus average from here until the very last round of the season. And that is all I want to do while I'm using a trade on a player that is already injured and was already sketchy on a 90-plus as it was. I'm taking this as an upgrade. Um, Jordan Dugowie is the guy that you pick if you want a potential rank boost slash league boost, but are okay with the ramifications of it blowing up because it's Jordan Dugowie. Um But essentially, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping for Dale or Dugowie with the potential of Hawkins if you really like their run home, I guess, but um I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not buying Marshall's injury risk from an another injured player. I, I just am not buying into that at all as a coach. Can I say something controversial? You love to do that, so what what would stop me now? I think if you have Langford, it is unless you're missing like a Zorko Dangerfield or Dunkley, I guess, Zebel or Hall, I think it is a no brainer. So that's the controversial part to get Dugowie. I just think with his upside and his position where he's playing at the moment, and I don't expect that to change, especially under Harvey and winning games and Collingwood generally going okay at the moment. I think Dugowie's got the highest potential and his downside is not that bad. I think he's now put out three scores in a row, 115, 114, 124. Even though 
Collingwood's got a mixed bag of fixtures. I think it's good enough that against Carlton, even West Coast at the G, Hawthorne at the G, and Essendon at the G, I expect those scores to be above 100 and then potentially two scores below 100 against Port Adelaide and Brisbane. I think that's better than what any of the other forwards are going to put out for the rest of the season. So, okay, he's also wait. cheap. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit curious yes. here. So, you, you let's talk about downside real quick. Yeah, he got himself over a 70 average in round 16. Yes, that seems like pretty bad downside. Sure, I mean if you don't watch Collingwood games, <laughs> no, I mean. I'm looking right here at my computer where all of his scores are in front of me. I'm seeing a lot of downside. And the downside is in a potential role move. And I know you're saying that it's unlikely to happen, especially under the new coach and Collingwood are playing decent. But what if it's just for a half? Or what if something else happens? Or what if someone returns from injury? Or We, we have no like- one else returning now that could affect... His role. That's what makes me feel confident. Like I would feel. Is there is there nothing that would put Goey back in the forward line for a game or a half? I mean, if all our forwards got injured, because he's scoring fifty there. I think. I think honestly, I think maybe Sire is probably the only risk because Sire can't play forward. So if he comes into the side and has to play pure midfield, well then someone has to move out. And I guess it might be to go, but at the moment, his form is so good that it just doesn't make any sense that he would be the one that would be moved out of the midfield for Sire. Like, what what would the point okay. of that be? So, I'm I'm going to try and be the the medium. I, I did say it was uh, controversial. No, no, no. <laughs> and I, I, look, I, I, it's kind of along the same thinking as what I had, but just a little bit more Extreme. exuberant than what I was willing to commit to. So, Bailey Dale, I think, is the safest option. If you wanted to shore up your rank, if you didn't want to slide, um, if you want to shore up your league, yeah, and you're already, you've, you've already got one of the top four teams in the league and you know you can compete, etc. If you want to be a safe coach with this trade, Bailey Dale, absolutely, hands down, my number one choice. If you want to mix things up even a little bit, then you're looking at the goey and... I think the risk percentage of Dugowie going wrong is as high as anyone else that we are looking at around that price range. So 20K more for the safety of Dale if you if you feel like that would suit your team best or you get Dugowie over the other names that we've mentioned already like the Toby Greens who might miss games, the Hawkins who actually could, could miss, miss games and has a low yeah. ceiling. Um and the Buddy Franklins, who will miss games, by the way, and does have a, a low ceiling as well, a low floor, sorry. Um, I think Dugowie is the best option of those guys, and it's not particularly close. Yeah, the upside is just so high. Like, if he goes 110-plus for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it will happen, but I wouldn't be shocked. I, I definitely think it's on the cards that he goes 100-plus. As I said, those two poor games potentially against Port and Brisbane and just solid ones in the the remainder. At that price, I think you're downgrading Langford to him as well, which makes me feel a bit more comfortable that I don't need to invest more money into the trade. And I do agree that Dale is the safe option. He's a safe play that you just can take the 90. 
it depends on what your goals are for the season. Probably if you're a league player and where you're coming in your league, if you if you're coasting to an easy victory, then yeah, you don't need to really rock the boat, and you could probably just get a Dale. But if you're pushing for the finals and want to have a big impact in finals, and you need that extra player, I think to go is probably that player that might might get there for you. So yeah, I think it's certainly interesting. There's other players that are decent that you know we've spoken about I've but got, i just don't know if there's I've a got point two more little things taking them over to go yeah so my, my last two things is firstly we say dale 90 um he's averaging 95 and his three round is 100 so like we're not I, I'm, I'm trying to undersell that 90 yeah as like that's that's his floor For and sure. it's going to be somewhere between 90 and 100 yeah. um it's, it's not going to be 105 so i'd rather say 90 than like 98 or something silly um, and also, Royal Marshall, I can also completely understand the risk in trading him in. I just personally wouldn't have a bar of it. Um, if someone said to me, do I trade in Marshall or Jordan Degoe? I would have a really difficult time answering that question. Um, I don't have the same confidence in Degoe's role, but um, I obviously have a lot of faith in you. And if, if you're as confident as you are, then... Um, in that instance, I would take the goalie over Marshall, but it would be a tough decision for whoever is making that trade because you can see all the ways in which either option can go really wrong. I think if you had Edwards as your R3 with that swing, it makes Marshall a lot more valuable, but a lot of people have stuck with Reeves, in which case yeah. it doesn't really matter. You're just picking a forward at that point in time. It doesn't really matter if they have DPP or not. So, um yeah, I mean, it's not like... I think the thing for me about Dugowie is this isn't a reactionary conversation we're having. I'm pretty sure... If, I definitely brought him up last week as somebody to, to look at or, or get if you need. I said he was the best player at his price last week. But even, yeah, after his first game, I was like, okay, Dugowie played midfield the whole game. I was at the game. He looked really good. Let's see what happens. And then he's just done it for three weeks in a row. So... He does look exceptional. I'll, I'll give the you the eye test three weeks in a row with a good roll three weeks in a row. So I'm not, I'm not like super afraid of it going like incredibly badly. I'd be surprised if he put out like 50s, 60s, and 70s, you know, to end the season. I, I'd find it likely he's more, he's like a a 110, 50, 110, 110, 50, 110 type person, but you know, still averaging then above 80 for the rest of the season, which is not too bad downside compared to potentially an upside that's 100 plus. So there's not many players yeah, at that you. price that I like as much. I have one more question for you. Go for it. If you have Langford and Whitfield yes. or Whitfield and Butters, yes. would you consider trading Langford slash Butters to Isaac Heaney if it means getting Whitfield to Mills instead of Short? No. I think as much as Mills is going to outscore Short by 15 points, I'm not sure Heaney's going to go within 15 of, of, of like Dale. I don't think he will. Maybe he will. I, can, I mean, there's an His argument. His last scores are 80 and 95. It's not... No, it's just, Heaney's so up and down. He's <laughs> just a forward this year. It's not. He's not... Yeah, it's it's a, that a one's a no one, for me. Um, <laughs> but if you offered me I someone like getting, that wasn't I like getting Heaney, you off off 
I love getting you off your guy. <laughs> if you, um, if you, what, about, what about Jaden Stevenson? I mean, he's he's not handy, but he's just got a much lower floor. Yeah, no, no I'm not. Even, I take that back. I'm not. I'm not considering. If it was like Stevenson Bolton like or someone who's four twenty two, then yeah, I I'd, I'd take Bolton and Mills. Yeah. Okay. I think four twenty two. What does that What does that get you from? That gets you forty six k from Lankford. And I guess I could flip it on you. Would you now. take like Newman and Dangerfield? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> Dangerfield could go 110 easily in the run home. Yeah, I probably um, would. I think, I think Newman's are like a super safe, like 85 to well, he didn't take kick-ins last week, injuries. which is weird. He um he still scored 85. Yeah, and he was, he was good in the first half, but... It's uh, I, I yeah I like as in just as a fantasy player Newman's really good so yeah it's uh not too bad it's not like I'm training in Houston That's or anything. Tough. All right, well <laughs> essentially the the point of the questioning is for people to also look outside the box. There are some left field options. Yeah, Tom McDonald. Um, if you do want to know about them, then don't get Tom McDonald. Um, if you do want to know about them or want a second opinion, then. Twitter or Slack. Do we have anything else to to go through, Pistol, before we wrap, wrap up? I think just captains. I think last week was a pretty successful yeah. captaincy section. I, I went um, Zach Merritt, who got 143. I think a lot of people went Steele, who got 149, and Grundy yep. went 140. So it was a much of muchness type. Yeah, it was. I settled for Grundy after vice-captaining... Uh, Jelly, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was too for 109. So I mean, so Bramble yeah. is your VC this week, I assume, um, on kickouts <laughs> and looking really good down back. But he did look incredible, <laughs> by the way. If he play, imagine he plays that role for the rest of the season. <laughs> I, might not have to worry about it getting an injured midfielder. It's true. Just but benching, uh, a week tossing up between him and Josh Kelly every week wouldn't be a bad problem to have. When do Hawthorne play? They play on Saturday. If you can possibly loop him i mean who would i, I mean be obviously with? they've got the emergency don't they on him regardless yeah I'd, I'd be having to like bench josh kelly and then like play bramble on field and then decide what score to take like it's not it's not gonna happen yeah okay i i, I mean just look for at least another week we watch it and see what happens if he does that role again and scores 100 plus as we know players do in that role um he could be a potential m nine loop for the rest of the season just something to consider um that would be incredible yep, it would be <laughs> like maybe too good um okay so yeah captaincy options uh we have a few good ones this Who's, week i think they're actually four or five good at? ones um early days vc i mean any any bulldog player that you own essentially bond or mccray yep. um easy, easy easy vc Against Gold Coast, um, you've got Oliver and Gorn against Hawthorne, which is a decent matchup, but I, I, I'm just not big on Max Gorn in the last month or yeah, so. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then obviously we got later on into the, the round, we've got some good matchups as well. we got Zera against North Melbourne, which seems okay. Um, we got Grundy against Carlton, which seems like a bit of a no-brainer as well. Yeah, I think that's an easy yep. one. And then, I mean, look, even if you wanted to get fancy and, and look at Walsh, if you don't have Grundy, I think he's actually a decent captaincy option against Collingwood as well. Walsh is a great captaincy option against Pius. And uh, I think Parrish, 
it's hard to hard to go past Parish um, this week. Oh, I keep forgetting Parish because I just don't own him. Um, yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, maybe I wouldn't pick. I know Took Miller's in a lot of the teams as well. I probably wouldn't VC him this week against Bulldogs. I feel like Bulldogs is not the team I want my vice captain to play. But pretty much all the same ones as you um, is what I'm thinking. Um, I think the potentially Lions could go okay. Against, against Richmond, Richmond. just the yeah. form that Richmond's in, that that's one. But for me, again, I'm just looking at a safe McRae into Grundy. I, I, it's hard to look really past that. If, unless you've got Bontempelli, I'd probably do Bontempelli into Grundy. Grundy just seems like he's going to be a really fine selection. So, yeah. I don't mind the one. potential of Dangerfield against Fremantle. And mm. I also don't mind the potential of Jack Steele. Um, at Marvel Stadium against Port, St Kilda being underdogs there when they should quite they should be far more even. Too in, many uh, choices in the markets. Yeah, they really are this week. Um, I don't really think it's, and I just don't want to say this with any confidence, but I don't think it's possible to miss on two guys with two matchups that go sub one twenty this week. It's. I just think it's really good chance of getting a one twenty plus, and you just take it and, and be happy. I feel like I have too many. I mean, not too many, but I'll say it anyway. Too many high-scoring players in my side compared to previous years. Like my my midfield, which is pretty stock standard midfield, I don't have anything, you know, crazy with like Parish and Bont or Parish and Lions or whatever it is. But um, pretty much all of them are going like 115 plus in current form, like at least five yep. round average. So I, I'm not sure. I typically would get there i know we always talk about wanting our worst midfielder to go 110 plus but geez it's a high scoring year even half my forwards are going 115 plus in recent form so it's it's just some yeah some I mean, sort of my season mid, my worst midfielder is going 107 um that's josh kelly he's not going 107 in my team though. yeah um he'd be going much better then it's tom mitchell who is at 110 um but his last like five weeks have been incredible as well so all my players are good, and my defenders are good. Like even not Rory Laird is a vice captaincy option. Like he's not obviously playing early enough this week, but um, he's been really reliable as a vice captaincy option pretty much all year as well. That no one's really spoken about. Um, as was Zebo and Hall Laird <laughs> two weeks ago. Like yeah, straight captain. True. That, that wasn't that wasn't a good choice though. He didn't score that well. I mean, so. it was okay. He got a hundred. And- <laughs> I think he had like ninety at half. Yeah, time. yeah, he was on ninety half time. He got hundred nine. He got tagged by Kerno. <laughs> and it's funny because in his last five games, they've all been one hundred twenty three plus, except the game I captained him. Yeah, no, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I get my very, very, very small violin out for you. Thank you. Um, that's only because you're having such a good year. Now, I think that'll wrap us up now, Pistol. Um, if people do want to catch up with us on the socials, you can get our Twitters at Pistol underscore DRSC, at JB underscore DRSC, and of course, at Chizo with a Z underscore DRSC. Um, sent me a message earlier, Chizo, with him trying to speak. Um, he had his wisdom teeth out, so best wishes to Chizo, obviously. it was. Uh, if we had him on the podcast, could you imagine, Pistol? Well, there'd be no wisdom. And the main account is at Dr. Underscore SC. So make sure you catch up with that. So up to our Patreon. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.